being set free. Being set free. Lots of times when you people try to get you to be set free out of your situations, and when you can't see where you're going, you got to offer them something when you're setting them free. Because it's easier for me to stay in a known situation than going to an unknown situation. Because that's going to put more stress on me because I don't know what's going to happen over here. But I do know what's going to happen over here because I've been bound up in this situation. I know that I got $5 that's going to stretch me. I already know how to make that $5 spin, and I didn't got accustomed to this life. So it was harder to set people free than we think it is. Once we crossed over and got set free, our goal is to offer everybody else a future. But when you've been in bondage for so long and you know that this work, you ain't trying to try anything new. And as you start thinking about it, myself, people try to get you to try some different foods. And you say, no, nah, I'm good. I don't want to try, I, 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 I don't wanna try that. That, that. I don't eat my chicken like that. I eat my chicken this way. You know, I like mine fried up, crisp, or whatever. And they said, if you just try it baked with this little deal on it, you're going to like it. When you start examining yourself, we are reluctant to try anything just about when you think about it. Because you get in the custom, no, I'm not going to try that. But when you're set free, when God sets you free, he sets a future for you. And so when God is setting you free, you have to keep in mind, okay, God, you say, give this all to you. I bring all this to the altar. What now did you have in place for me? I need to hear a little something from you to say, oh, it's going to be better. It's going to be better. But you've got to line yourself up once you're set free in order to see that future. And in order to see that future, that's going to require some things of you to enjoy that future that he has set aside for you. So it's easy to go back into the known situation, but it's scary to go forward in the unknown situation. You hear pastor and I hear my family and they say, oh, Glenda, just try that. That's going to be good for you. That's going to be good for you. Try that, try that. No, I don't think I'm going to do that. Nick said, I'm going to try the four-wheeler. Just try it one time. No, Nick, I don't think so. I may break it up. I, I, I don't, I don't want to try that. He says, no, you'll like it. Just let me put it on low. You'll like it. Then once I hype myself up to try it, hey, this is not bad. This is pretty cool. I've been missing out on this all these years. He says, mom, I told you. It's a good ride and you like it. I know you, you would like it, but you got to try it. And I'm not saying just try anything. You got to give God a try. That's what we're heading for. You got to give God a try. In order to set your future, you got to do some different things. 
And in order to do some different things, you got to let go of the past in order to move forward. Praise the Lord again, saints. Uh, you know, Auntie, you said something that's so profound when you say in order to set your future, me personally, from experience, you got to let go of the past. Mm -hmm. And I said that to say, so many times I, I often ask myself, Auntie, and you might have heard me say this before, how come I did 11 bits? We call jail terms bits. I did 11 of them, in and out of jail 11 times. And once I got out the last time, I figured it out. Because I wouldn't set in my future. I was doing the same thing I was doing in the past. But once I decided and made my mind up, Freddie, that I'm gonna set my future and forget about and leave the past in the past. In other words, stop doing the same thing I was doing. That's why I kept getting the same results. I kept going back. Eleven times and th I, I give God all the praise because he gave me the victory I ain't been in no trouble in over 25 years Amen. with the law Amen. and it's all because I set my future and I, and I let the past go now having said that there's times I give testimonies about the past and the reason why I do that, in order to get where you're going, you got to sometimes remember where you came from. Right. Amen? Am I making sense, saints? Yeah. So sometimes I'll give a testimony about where I came from. And due to the fact, Auntie, because Pastor Henry and Pastor Trey, I mean, Pastor uh, Henry and Pastor Chris told me years ago, there's a lot of things, Deacon that you have gone through that we've never experienced. Mm -hmm. There's going to be people coming to the church that need to hear where you came from. So it will help them not to go down that path. So they let me know and enlighten me on the fact that, yeah, sometimes you got to give that testimony about where you came from. It's not that I'm trying to hold on to it, Auntie, nothing like that. But sometimes there's some people that need to hear so they won't take that same path. Traveling through your past. Don't live in your past. Travel through your past. Because even in the even with uh, Moses, they were still telling the stories from the past. Travel through the past. Don't get caught up and get trapped and bondage in the past. Don't let the detour get you. That's what we've been studying on stay on the right path because your past is where you came from. The past of the Bible is how we got where we're at now from the Old Testament. And you have a new opportunity to make a new past because once we move on farther and stronger with the Lord going toward the future, now I got the past that nobody remembers but you guys. That past that I had before that past 
it's gone. Nobody remember that past. And when you start talking about that past, as God has brought you farther on over into the future with his promises, and people will look at you and say, you did that? I just can't imagine you being that type of person. I can't imagine you saying you did that. You just funning with me. I can't imagine that. If you got to go to the past, walk through the past and let God pull out the past what he wants you to give. Because everything in the past, he don't want you to give. Because if you want to give what you've experienced in the past too much, you may start getting to enjoy that. And you start getting in the mindset, well, I did this and I did this and then I walked out of that. And you start here and you're saying, I walked out of there instead of saying, God walked me out of that. Because you start owning that story because it was yours. And then you start telling it like you did it all. So travel through the past and remember who was traveling with you to make your future. Praise God this morning, saints. Now, Deacon, you was right a while ago when you said what you just said that that as a pastor them has said your testimony of your past can help someone. And that is very true. I've always been told that if you keep on talking about your past, sometimes it can run you over like a semi-truck. Mm -hmm. But if you are testifying to someone about what God has done for you in your past, it not only can help someone, it can help them it can help bring them through what they may be going through with the same situation, but it may be different. Mm -hmm. Okay? For instance, you was in the streets, I was in the streets from age 16, but I still had somewhere to go. Okay? I've told people, yeah, I, I dealt drugs, I drank at 16, walked the streets with all my bodies and all my all of my homeboys selling drugs, did, 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 did all this and that. But that's, but the simple fact it is, when, it, but when the word says set you free, and you get delivered from all that, and you got two and three cars, you got two of them broke down in the driveway, and, and then your dad asks you, what you gonna do with this? Oh, dad, I'm, I'm gonna get it fixed up. I got one paycheck here from one job. I got one paycheck over here with all my drug money that's about this big. Folks watching you. But then you finally realize when you get knocked on, God, what am I going to do? Our testimony, when we get on our face and knees and ask God, set us free, it helps someone else to get away from the situation that we used to be in. And that's how when some folks say, I did this on my own, I looked at somebody, I said, how did you do it on your own? I just stopped. I said, no, you did not do it on your own. God blessed you to get away from the situation that you was in, just like he blessed me. Well, how did you get away from it? I didn't have to go to AA. I said, God was my AA. I said, once I got on my face and knees and asked him to help me get out of the situation, that's when I stopped. I said, 
all the glory goes to God. All the praises goes to God, and all the blessings comes yes. back down. Amen. Amen. We're going to go ahead and get into our lessons. I just love the little introduction of getting our minds set and getting our minds ready for what God has for us. And we talked about uh, preparing yourself before you go before the Lord. And we have to get our minds set and ready to get into the word. And I just love these introductions of our mind shifting for what happened yesterday, this morning, and all the things that's happened. A preparing a place so God can use us and minister his word into us. If someone would read me Leviticus the 26th chapter, and let's read the third verse down to, let's just stop at the eighth. We're just going to break it up a little bit. And this is our last lesson. We have finished the Exodus and Leviticus. We didn't finish the um, one way. We finished the right path. Now we're finishing the one way. I don't know what's coming up next, but God will show us. God would show us. If someone would read Leviticus, the 26th chapter, the third verse through the eighth. Here, beginning to read another word of God. If you walk in my statutes and keep my commandments and do them, then will I give you rain in due season, and the land shall yield her increase, and the trees of the field shall yield their fruit, and your threshing shall reach unto the vintage, and the vintage shall reach unto the sowing time, and you shall eat your bread to the full and dwell in your land safely. And I will give peace in the land, and you shall lie down, and none shall make you afraid. And I will rid evil beasts out of the land, neither shall the sword go through your land. And you shall chase your enemies, and they shall fall before you by the sword. And five of you shall chase a hundred, and a hundred of you shall put ten thousand to flight. And your enemies shall fall before you by the sword. Amen. Amen. The promise. The promise. When he gives us a future and he sets our future, God promises to bless those who are faithful to him and discipline those who are not. So because you chose to follow me and you chose to be faithful, he's going to take care of you. He's going to take care of every need there needs to be. These Israelites was going all backwards and forth, backwards and forth. I'm falling, I'm not falling, I'm falling, I'm not falling. He just says, listen here. It's the same thing God's telling us now. Listen here. Just follow me. Do what I ask you to do. You're not going to have to worry about your clothing, your food. I'm going to take care of everything. I'm going to give you the power to keep them off of you. 
who's coming in the middle of the night. I'm going to keep those people off of you that's taunting you. I'm going to take care of you. He says, if you follow, if you follow my statutes and faithful. We talked about the law. We talked about the Ten Commandments. The primary thing, he says, he has a question. If, giving you option, if you follow. He didn't say go ahead of me and cause problems and then want me to come and get you out of it. He says if you follow. So that means he's got to be in front. And if he's in front, he didn't gave you a promise. He's going to tell you how he's going to take care of you. He's going to tell you what the steps is that you need to be at and where you need to be at. Every promise that God gives us comes with a contingency. Mm -hmm. And verse 1 and 2 tells us, before we all want this blessing, but he tells them in verse 1 and 2, these are the things that's going to trip you up. This is what's going to get you in trouble. Mm -hmm. He said, you shall make, don't have no idols, mm -hmm. no graven images, mm -hmm. don't rear up a standing image, don't, don't make no statues, don't make nothing. Neither shall you go at any set up any image in stone in your land to bow down unto mm -hmm. it. He, then he tell him, he said, I am the Lord your God. And he's saying, you shall keep my Sabbath and reverence the sanctuary. That's almost the same thing he's telling us. Yeah. It's the exact same thing today. People don't reverence the sanctuary. We mm -hmm. come in, we throw paper on the floor, we talk, we do this, that, and other. Mm -hmm. He said, give reverence, because this is where I'm going to meet, meet you, you at. He said, don't have any idol. We got a program, uh, American Idol. American mm -hmm. Idol. Mm -hmm. You know, and oh, oh, that's just talking about a, a singer, or blah, blah, blah. He said, no idol. Whatever idol, because whatever idol you set up, that's what's going to hold your attention. That's who you're going to bring before you, before you come to me. He said, these look two verses. Now he gives them two all the way down to 30 and he telling them what he's going to do. But these little three things here, he said, this is what's going to trip you up. Mm -hmm. It ain't going to be a whole lot of other stuff. If you just get these three things down, these four little things down, this going to keep you and this is how you're going to get everything that I said you were supposed to get. And he knew it was going to trip us up because Adam and Eve did the same thing. He gave them everything and he, when you think about it, he turned around and did the same thing with the Israelites. See, all you got to do is come out, follow me, don't worry about eating, don't worry about clothes, don't worry about nothing. When you think about it. Adam and Eve, all they had to do was walk around and do nothing. You'd have named the animals, you'd have control of everything. Eat as much as you want and have whatever you wanted. But yet and still, the mindset, I got to have something that's not mine. And because you told me what the rules are, I got to see if I can push the limit on one of those. But Adam and Eve had the same thing. They had everything, the beginning, everything. They was the first ones. But yet and still, there probably was other apple trees or whatever that fruit was. I'm sure there was probably others that taste just as good. But it was the principle of, you said what I can't do and what I can't have, the mindset goes, that's what I want to do. 
Because if you told me I can't have it, now I want it, and I want to try that to see what the big deal was about. What's the big fuss about? And it's the funniest thing when you step out there and try those things, and things that you do, you say, well, ain't nothing happened. <laughs> Did nothing happen. Wasn't as bad as they thought. Wasn't bad as they thought. But he says the first blessing was going to be rain. Rain only came twice, twi two seasons there. So rain was very important. Very important. So he says, I don't want you to have to leave this spot that I promised for you. I'm going to let you know. I'm going to give you rain, and the rain is going to come in the right season. And if you do what I tell you, plant your seeds, do your harvest, and rain is going to come, and you will be taken care of. You, I'm not going to let, at that time, the bears and the lions will come in, and they was eating folks and eating stuff. I'm going to keep these animals back off of you. I'm not going to let the other natives and stuff come in and take from you because I promise this to you. But I'll protect you and do what I need to do for you. This is what I'm putting on the table for you. And these are the conditions. We sign contracts and we do stuff all the time. We go and we get an apartment and we say, okay. They say, well, you can't play music past 10 o'clock. You got to park in this spot. You got to do this and do this, do this. We walk through there. We're all up in the hype of the promise that they're promising us. We sign that lease. I'm obey all these rules. I'm going to have my money paid by the first. And then we go to the left when, it, when the third roll around and the, and the, and the landlord go, Where's your rent? We get worked up. You got to turn your music down. I didn't pay for this month. I should be able to do what I want to do. And God's just saying, we're not going to go back to that. Let's just stay here and focus because you know what happened to the people. You know what happens when you don't follow the rules. You know I'm going to put you back in captivity. You know I'm going to let them come and get you. Just follow what I'm promising you and everything will be all right. Everything will be all right. You're not going to have to, I'm not going to let you go out and have to find another place to stay. I promise this to you. I'm going to let you stay right here. Plant your crop. I'm going to bring the rain in the right time. But it's still going to require things of you. Your grapes are still going to harvest. You're still going to, but you're going to have so time and you're going to have plenty time to eat and live securely in your land. And when we think about it, we want to go over here because like I was saying, we go over here, well, they cook that, they cook this now, they eating buffalo. I bet you buffalo is good. And God gave you the animals and say, stay right here. And I'm giving you what's good for you. And now the people saying they're eating camels, they're eating this. And then we want to go over, well, you can get that two cent a pound. Then you start getting into stuff that God didn't have set up for you with the same thing in life. You get into stuff that God didn't have set up for you. 
And now you messing up the promise that he said that he'll take care of you and that he would help you, but he gave you the contract on the paper, what was all in it. So once you go out and you get outside the boundaries of the contract, you take it to court, none of this that's written around here, what known there when you sign ain't no good. So that's going to cause harm to you because you ain't going to win because you didn't follow the rules. You didn't follow the rules. So when he said that he's going to take care of you, he's going to tell you, go ahead and plant your crop, and you decide, I'm not going to plant nothing because he said he's going to feed me. Yes, he's going to feed me, but if I don't get in my car to Walmart and go get the groceries, I'm going to get hungry. My cupboard's going to get bare because he says it's going to require something of you. You. And that means us. Anybody else? And he says, I will give peace to the land, and you can lie down, and nothing will frighten you. And I just want to say something about this. And I know we're coming up in the month of October. I know that the, that the demons are getting really excited. For, for, for this time of year. I'm hearing more and more of people are saying some of the strangest things to me in, in, in sense. I know that they're there, but in sense it seems strange to me that you're going to say that you know uh, the ghosts are visiting and they come at 3 o'clock. And my 3-year-old is upset. She gets upset, but it's no big deal. The ghosts always come at 3 o'clock at this age and she cries and she doesn't rest good so you just say that all shalom like no big deal and you still leave a three-year-old in a room with no covering that doesn't make sense to me he says that he's going to take care of you so you don't have to be fearful or frightened with nothing when you lie down so that tells me nothing should be coming in the middle of the night when you're doing what he tells you to do because he said he's going to be protecting you and if you do have to do something, he's going to let you know, hey, you need to, you need to do this because I'm getting ready to walk you through this. And people are saying, I was watching something on the news and they were saying, oh, these places was, is, is, is hunted and spirits are coming back and they were showing this stuff. And I was thinking, you know what? I know the demons are out there. But now people have gotten so conditioned with them that they're not even trying to seek God. They're just saying, well, we know they're trying to take our soul. We know that's what they're trying to do. But it doesn't make sense to me when God's saying, I can give you a better life. That's not what I promised for you. And he said, it's going to be peace. Peace. I'm going to give you peace. So you got to have that peace in order to move on to the future that he's providing for you. Because if you're frightened and you're in turmoil all the time, you're so much going chaos going on in your head, you can't hear him. You can't hear him. But he told him, he says, I'm going to give you peace. 
And like I say, our neighborhoods are getting bad, and I hear people keep saying, and, I, and myself, I said, my neighborhood's getting so bad, I'm going to have to pack it up and see it. But as I hear on the news, the people in the country is having just as many problems as I am on my street, the next street over, and the next street over. But God says he promised me peace and a safe place to stay, but they're not bothering my house. Amen. If we pay attention to what the world is telling us, the world knows. In our, my age range, I remember watching the cartoons, Casper the Friendly Ghost, Wendy the Good Witch, and then we had, um, what was it, Bewitched mm -hmm. with Darren, and her mother-in-law's name, her mother's name was Endora. Well, that's the same witch name. When Saul was snapping out, he went down to call up Samuel to get, her name was, his name was Endora. And then when the afternoon school special used to come on around holiday, uh, Halloween time, they had Ichabod Crane. Well, that's the name of the son of Samuel and them when, when they, uh, um, his son-in-law died and the wife went into, the daughter-in-law went into labor and she called him Ichabod. I mean the glory of God, but the world has desensitized us. We got all these, mm -hmm. uh, even Disney, everything that Disney do now. You see, you got Minnie, Mickey, and Daisy, Goofy, and Pluto, and all of them. Now everybody's casting a spell. Mm -hmm. Everybody's got a witch connotation to it, and they done desensitized. And you look at all the little cartoons; they all frowned up, they twisted up. But everything has got a spiritual connotation to it because they don't desensitize them and here this woman is saying the ghost comes at three o'clock mm -hmm. mm -hmm. three six nine mm -hmm. yes. and you leaving your baby in there unattended but you can't do anything if you don't have the anointing to mm -hmm. do anything either mm -hmm. you know so we're gonna bind that demon up and let her see the mother see what, what this is for that because that baby is being tormented. Mm -hmm. It's being tormented, mm -hmm. trying to see this baby's soul at an early age. Mm -hmm. And all this stuff that's going on where kids is cutting themselves, that, that's what they was doing when Elijah mm -hmm. the prophet. They dropped out there and they all day long they was hooping and hollering and cutting themselves. Now that's what they're doing now. That's the thing, cutting themselves so they don't feel pain. Think about it. I cut myself to cause pain so that I don't feel pain. Think about how ignorant that is. Amen. Opening our eyes yes. and letting us see things the way God see. Because the scriptures say, your thoughts is not my thoughts. We don't see things the way God see it. We see glasses half full and he see it's full. He see potential, we see failure. God is letting us see as we get closer to him. He's letting us see things and hear things. That while other people, we can all be sitting in the same room. And we can point out, two or three of us point out the same thing. And say, did you, did you, did you see that? Did you hear what was said? While other people in the same room will be saying, I don't know why they said that. That didn't make no sense. Or I really didn't hear. But God going to show you things and show you people as they are. 
And it's the strangest things. And sometimes when God starts showing me as people are, it kind of scares me a little bit. It kind of shakes you a little bit. I experienced that today. This man shook me a little bit. He shook me. It was the things that he said. He shook me. And then to say, if I'm working with you, I'm going to change your mind. No, you can't change my mind because my mind is regulated by God. And I can see the dark coals in your eyes. You can't do nothing with this man. You can't do nothing with this man. Now, you do what you want to do with yours. But this man, this man has already been given to somebody else. That's got more authority and more power than you got. And you don't know me from Sally or Adam. All you know is I'm, I'm here to offer you a job. But you can't change my mind. Why would you need to change my thinking process? And he's probably right. He's probably right. He's going to need to change my, try to change my thinking process because now you done told me you somebody that's possessed and you done told me you somebody that needs some help. So once you step on where I'm at, you're getting ready to take a roller coaster ride because we're going to spread the word on you. We're going to put some stuff on you to help you regulate your mind. Closer to God. Poppy. Uh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at uh, several things, and the first word was if. If. It's all about if. If. You do what God says. Mm -hmm. uh, verse 3 says, if you walk in my statues and mm -hmm. keep my commandments and then and there's a whole lot of things behind then if and then if you would keep God's commandments and I would look up at verse 2 and say ye shall keep my Sabbath and reverence my sanctuary I am the Lord so that mm -hmm. you'll know who you <coughs> Serving in the sanctuary. Mm -hmm. It's the Lord that's in the sanctuary. If mm -hmm. you, you need to go in the sanctuary. Mm -hmm. God. And, and, and verse 3 said, if you walk in my statutes and keep my commandments and, and do them, then I'll give you rain. You, you know, <laughs> I believe the old farmers read that word before. They went out and started planting. Yes, mm -hmm. And they knew if they would every now and then to kind of walk out there in that field and say, God, I've done what you said. Mm -hmm. And I, I've planted. Mm -hmm. I'm depending on you to bring the rain. Mm -hmm. You know, you can plant all the good seeds you want. Mm -hmm. But if God don't give you rain, my God, boy, that's enough to make you run. If, if God don't give the increase, if God don't give the rain, if God don't give the season, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. all those seeds are going to do is stay there and rot. Mm -hmm. And if you don't put the seed of God in you, mm -hmm. you can come to church all you want and sit there on that pew and rot. 
because you don't have the word of God in you. Put God in you, and you get the increase. God bless you. Amen. I like the thing what you said. You need to come into the sanctuary. You got people that's fighting and rebuttaling you about why do I need to come to church? I can do what I need to do at home. I got just as many people in my house than I do that you guys got in your church. But the scriptures say be amongst two or three. And it takes two to decree which. And if one person don't know what you're decreeing and one person don't know the scripture they say we need to pray and what to do. What good is having the people? But he says, come in two. Come in two. But the people got the mindset, I can sit here and walk into my living room. But what other things are you doing that's not Christ-like in that living room? What other thoughts are you got going on in that room that you said that is your sanctuary? Because now you got you a fake church one that God didn't bless one that God's going when he comes back he see all the blemishes just like when they say when you kill somebody see blood they can you can clean it up when they come back they put that light up on there all you gonna see and that ain't God's blood he didn't shed that in your house for you you ain't that ain't God's covering that wasn't the blood he shed that's somebody else's blood on your hand that you got to pay for because you didn't do what he required you to do. And that's why so many people who say, I sit at my house, I can tune into this, I don't need to come to your church, I need this, I need that. But the bottom line is, but you're still coming to us for what we got. You're still coming over to the promised land that we are following the rules. You're still walking past our beautiful city with the beautiful gates. And you know when the, I need to just pull in there. If I can just stop anybody on the parking lot, they're going to send somebody out here that's going to pray and going to help me. They're going to send somebody. And you notice when people come in, they don't know who's saved and who ain't saved in this church. They'll come in and they'll stop whoever they can stop and say, hey, I need help. I need help for my family. They don't know if they're talking with somebody that just walked in, they self off the street to get help. All they know once they get in to those two doors, they know that there is safety and somebody in here is going to help me. And they don't care who it is that comes out. Just send me somebody to come and tell me it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Because this is a place that God had promised. And it's going to be our job to help change the mindset of these people. Because the mindset is what we're going to have to pray for with these people that you need us because we are directly connected to God and you need us to get in here to show you the way to show you the way to show you the way because God says I'll walk among you and be your God so you got to have something. He didn't told you what the conditions are 
before I'm going to walk with you, ride with you, and be with you. He didn't give you the conditions. I'm not riding with you when I know you stealing cars and I know that you sitting right here got illegal stuff in there and you going to come by my house and I'll take you to the store. No, that's all right. I'm not hungry today. I don't need to go to Walmart. But God has the same conditions that he's putting in us, the same thing that you know that he's your God. And you got to do certain things, and you got to keep that temple clean. And you got to go and repent when you see things that's going on. Because if you want the peace, you want the promises, you got to keep yourself lined up. You got to keep yourself lined up in order to get these promises that he's promising us. And the thing about it is, these promises, he's saying you can have all this here. You don't have to walk here and suffer. You don't have to be mad at me and people telling you to curse me like Job's wife said do. You don't have to go through all that. He's saying, hey, I'm here. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a bump in the road, but guess what? I'm right here. We're going through the bump. We're going through it together. And if you walk with me, if you think about it, when you're in trouble and you got somebody to lean on when you're going through that trouble, you get to conversate about this problem. You get to conversate about this problem. But when you walk in this problem by yourself, you dig in the whoa, 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 you're going farther down in the hole with the problem. But God's saying, I'm walking with you on this, so just walk like disciples did with Jesus and just start talking about it, and things going to start changing. Because he said, I'm going to be with you. But you, there's some things required of you that you need to do. That you need to do. Will someone read verses 9 through 13? And he's going to tell you, five of you will pursue a hundred. So therefore, if I'm sitting in the household and ain't nobody but me and Gabby talking about I'm not going to go to church, how I'm going to make somebody flee and get off me mm. when all I need is, and they say animals don't even count because he didn't say animals. So now I'm sitting there by myself. I get with a few more people, I can do some things. I can make some things happen and I can make some things happen faster because I don't know what they gave Sister Veronica for me. The Lord may tell Sister Veronica when Glenda come to you, I'm going, I'm, I'm, I got this what I want you to do for her. I got this. And that's going to take me farther up the road than I could have took myself. But I got to go and assemble with her, make myself known with her, in order to get what he's telling me that he's going to bless me with. Mm. Well, amen. Uh, number nine, Leviticus 26, start number nine. Mm -hmm. I will look after you and multiply you and fulfill all your covenant with you. You will have such a surplus of crops that you, you won't know that what to do with them. When the new harvest is re ready, I will live among you and not despise you. I will walk among you and your God, and you shall be my people. For I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt with the intention that you be, be, be no slaves no longer. I have broken my chains and made you walk with dignity. 
Amen. <laughs> Amen. Mm-hmm. I will turn to you and make you fruitful and multiply you. Everything he do for me is going to be good. As long as I stay with him, it's just going to keep on budding. It's going to keep on budding. It's going to keep on budding. The seeds that I planted ain't going to rot now. The seeds I planted ain't going to go void. He said fruitful. So whatever, if I said this is an apple, I plant an apple, that apple's going to come up. And that apple's going to come up. It's going to be the best apple, the biggest apple, because he said it's going to be fruitful. It's going to be the best because he says, I'm giving you the best. And if you follow me, you're going to have the best. The best of it. And I'm going to go back to the last. He says, I will have, I will have, I will have broken chains to make you walk with dignity. So whatever he's going to give you, you'll be able to walk with dignity with whatever he's giving you, all the good, you don't have to hold your head down because, you, because God has blessed you real good. You don't have to do that. Because he said, walk with dignity, mm-hmm. with respect. and stuff. So just because God has blessed you good, you don't have to say, well, I wonder what they're going to think when I get this. No, you don't have to. You gonna, it's going to be all good. Walk with, you, God gave this to me so I can walk with my head up and I don't have to hold my head down when I'm walking because God gave it to me. He said he would bless you. He would, he would bless you going in and bless you coming out. And he also said that uh, he would give you, uh, you, won't, you won't, in other words, when he give you something good, you don't, you don't have to worry about what nobody say. Walk with the respect and dignity that God has given you no matter what you have. And it's all going to be good. And he's already told you, you ain't got to worry about putting an alarm system. You ain't got to worry about having security because he already said, obey my commandment. I'll give you security. The animals ain't going to come and eat up all your plants. The animals ain't going to come in here and tear up your yard, kick your flower pots over or whatever. He said, I'm going to take care of you. Don't worry about that. Because what I gave you, I gave that for you, for you because you've been faithful to me. I gave that to you, and I'm going to protect it. When the storm comes, you ain't got to worry about the hail damage. You can park your old, you ain't got to pull it up in the garage. Just leave it out there. When you come out there, people talking about hail damage, you go out there. I don't see nothing on my car. I see branches around. People say, I got branches all around in y'all. Girl, I didn't even know they had a storm last night. Two days later, I go and say, look at the, the branches, something happened the other night. Because God said he's going to take care of me. And when I lay down to go to sleep, he's going to give me peace. He's going to give me peace. But don't get me wrong, when he needs you to do something, and got something on your mind to do, you ain't going to sleep until you get it straight. You're going to get to your feet and you're going to be listening to what he say needs to happen. So those are part of the conditions that things are required of you. Required of you. And he says you'll eat the old grain of the previous year and clear out the old to make room for the new. Have you noticed when you think you're the poorest of the poorest and you don't think you have enough food to eat and you think that you're going to starve? I always say, how come when I didn't hardly have anything, I didn't lose not one pound? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how 
come every time I kept going to the doctor the next year, and here I know I'm, 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 I'm cooking beans, counting beans, splitting it up, putting the rice in with the beans, making everything stretch, and I go back to the doctor, and the doctor came and said, well, you didn't gain another five pounds this year. How is that? Because God says that you keep being, you keep blessing your food. You keep being faithful for me that I'm going to show you how to take care of yourself and you're going to be healthier than the ones who's running around here. Even though you open up the cupboards and you don't see a whole lot, you see a little tomato paste, you see all the stuff you push back to the back and then you come in and you say, oh, I didn't know I had these noodles back over here on this side. And when you sit there and you eat those noodles with just tomato paste on there and a little salt and pepper, it tastes just like spaghetti that you had when the harvest was good, like you had a whole big thing of meat. You said, I ain't got a pound of meat in here, but this show tastes good today. God helps regulate your mind and your taste buds that lets you know you're still not starving. Go ahead, Bob. I'm telling you, Jesus. these lessons keep or uh, make you look back. Oh God! Yeah. Come on and see, Mama. Then. Oh, yeah. come on now, come yeah. on. You didn't see nothing in the cat. Oh, yeah. But they be and, and all for some reason they always oh, had a little man. something. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> Humming and can on as a bite. As they go in there to prepare, you looked in there. And yeah, 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 that's right. They reach up in there and get a little can of this uh -huh. and a little piece of that. <laughs> and you come to the table, and I'm telling you, it's full. Yes, 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 I know it's right. Mm. And, and bomb me back to mom. Mm. Uh, 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 not my mama. Sing it. Yes, uh, yes. Mama Carl. <laughs> I know the Lord will make it. Ooh, see, don't mess with me. <laughs> I love to go over there and visit Mama. <laughs> we started, well, of course, I had to stop by the store down there and get some black oil and ice cream. <laughs> but, you know. And, and, and she would talk. And she would look back. And see where God has bowed her from. And how she fed all those kids. <laughs> Hallelujah. I, I'm telling you. That, oh glory. Everything we see here. The old folks already didn't live. That's, right. mm -hmm. That's what brought them over. That's what brought them through. If, if you walk in my statue. Somebody was obeying the word of God. That's right. And a lot of times the old folks couldn't even read because they didn't go to school. Mm -hmm. But they would go to church and the old preacher. Yeah. 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 He would preach a word that would get off into their spirit. Yes. Yes. And they'll walk around the house singing them old songs. Yes, yeah. they did. Praise God. And God would hear them. Yes, yes. I know it's Hallelujah. If we walk in his statutes and keep my commandments. And do them. Uh -huh. Don't just hear them do it. <laughs> My Lord, hallelujah. They didn't just hear. Yeah. They would go home and do it. Yeah. 
and God will provide food. Oh, Jesus. Then will I give you rain in due season. Oh, man, goodness. Just do what God say. You'll get proper rain. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Your apples will be the biggest apples in the orchard. Mm -hmm. Your corn will be full and ripe. And you'll be able to feed not only your house. Uh -uh. Mm -hmm. Listen, mm -hmm. those folks would get together. Mm -hmm. And I, I seen the time when they would go and get fish. And, and, and they won't just feed their house. That's mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. That's right. They stopped by Mr. So-and-so. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. And the widow woman now. Uh -huh. uh -huh. right. Hallelujah, praise yeah. God. Hallelujah. They would make sure that everybody in the neighborhood yes. had yes. 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 Glory yes. to God. And some of the old folks couldn't go out. Yes. And guess what? Yes. They would bring. They bring. Yes, that's right. Uh, the Lord is blessing still today. Just do what this word said. And you don't, you don't, you don't have to worry about nothing. Amen. Let me tell this testimony real fit. I, I know he's a good God because I do remember whenever uh, uh, Tonka and I was, we was, we was staying on Bennett. And I knew I was trusting in God, but you know how it is. You still got something, but you say, I want something else. Yeah. So there we was. Uh, did, we, didn't, we didn't have we, we didn't have like a lot of money, just a little. What we but we we actually we said well, Tonka said, well let's go out to Walmart. My uh, yeah, okay. So we get out, and this is the day that God let me walk in Walmart, and somebody walked over a hundred dollar bill, and I picked it up. Wow. And I called Tonka and said, let's get out of here now. He said, he said, what's going on? We didn't have, we had some things, but we didn't have what we wanted. But trusting in God, because I'm following him, he said, well, let's go to Walmart. So I'm like, oh, okay. But when I get out the right by the shoe thing, I'm just walking and just looking at, look down. There was a nice $100 bill just folded up so nice and crisp. Somebody had been walking on it, you know. And I said, I said, let's get out of here. He said, I'm, I'm coming. So we got outside. I said, Tonka, look, where? look, 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 look. He said, what, 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 what? I said, it's a $100 bill. Honey, we went to the next Walmart. We, we went to the next Walmart. We, we filled that house up. Don't you know God made a way? Don't you know he made a way? I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just grateful, Dave, because I, I remember when, when, and I'm going to go back to where Pastor said, Mama may not have had what she wanted, but I'll tell you one thing. As long as she had some flour and she had a bottle of syrup, we, we wasn't going hungry. I'm going to go in here and make these biscuits, and y'all going to eat. And, and I see some beans. We came home, and we always had beans, and we always had rice. So we never knew that, that we didn't have. But we always had, but I'm telling you, God made a way on that day, and he's still making a way today. And I'm going to tell you again another instance. I went to Walmart, and we had stuff, but we didn't have what we wanted again. But God let me go to Walmart, one on Bennett, Walmart, a blessing in Walmart, and a lady gives me a $100 bill. Wow. She says, I just want to bless you today. Wow. I turned around, and I looked at her. I'm over in the car, going to get a car for somebody else, only what I had. 
And she turned around, looked at me. She said, I want to give you $100. And she said, he's speaking to me to give you, just looking for somebody to bless. And I have to be in the right place at the right time. And God blessed me again with $100. I said, wow, I'm telling you, this is all good. Yeah, it was nice. And Chris and, and, and folded real nice again. So I thank God that that is working for me. But I just want to let you know, I know the Lord will make a way. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Oh, yes, he will. <laughs> Praise the Lord, y'all. Amen. You know, um, I was having lunch with a friend of mine yesterday. We were sitting there, and I, I was trying to explain to her that the prodigal son, he asked for the blessing in his father's house. The inheritance in his father. But his father did not give him the inheritance. He gave him a inheritance. And there's a difference between having the blessing of the Lord upon you and just a blessing. And a lot of times people ask, oh, God, oh, did you bless me? No, I don't, I don't want a blessing. I want the blessing. Because the blessing will cause somebody to bless you at Walmart. The blessing of the Lord will allow somebody yeah. to put in your yeah. path to fill up your house with groceries. So we got to know the difference between just having a blessing and the blessing. Because the, the blessing will open up doors that money can't do. The blessing of the Lord will, will have somebody that don't even know you say, you know what? God told me to do this. God told me. He showed me this. He'll have somebody speaking to your life that don't even have a clue where you're going through or where you're yes. trying to come out of. So we got to understand the difference between the blessing and a blessing. And I remember mother was talking about how uh, with, say, oh, that you will bless Ishmael. Oh, that you will put a blessing on Ishmael. That's what Abraham, he kept on warning God to bless his mess. And there's a time that we come in in our season that we want God to bless a mess. And we don't have a clue that God is not even fooled, stunned by our tears. And oh, oh, he ain't stunned our attitude. He ain't moved by our emotions, Brother James. Because he already told you. He said, you came out of the prerequisites of what I told you. So don't expect something that you, when you step out of the prerequisites of what God told you, you're going to get a, you're going to get a blessing, but you won't get the blessing. And when the blessing showed up, he allowed him to see, even at the mountaintop, he said, me and the lad going to be back. Yeah. Because I know that when I put my blessing on the line, yeah. I'm, I know that I came into covenant with God. Yeah. Because there's a covenant in God that he allows you to tap into the blessing. Yeah. And if you don't have the blessing of God up on you and on you and in you, yeah. you won't know who you are. Yeah. You don't know who you are. There's a difference. There's a big difference. Yes. You got to know who you are. Yes. Because when you know who you are, you know that you have the blessing. And that's why he said, I'm going to set you free from where you at. So when I change your name and you know that you are my child, it ain't about that. He says, you are mine. And when you are mine, you take care of yours. You don't worry about anybody else. Yours is first. You'll say, I'm taking care of my household first. And these are my babies. I'm taking care of my babies. And that's what God is saying. These are my chosen ones because they went past and said, if you are mine, we are saying we are yours. We don't question who our father is. You still got people saying, I know God rose for the dead. But if, ain't no if. When you believe, you say, God did. 
that's saying I don't have identity crisis. I know whose family I belong to. I got the same last name you got, but I'm in a different family than you in. I'm in a different family. I'm in a different family. Because we got more power over here. I got people over here that's going to make them flee. I got the power that you seeking to get them off of you. We in the same family, but we walk into a different tomb. Hallelujah. Y'all just blessing me real good this morning. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know how they say I said I wasn't going to tell nobody, but I can't keep it to myself. Hallelujah. They talking about all them old biscuits, and they took me back sitting at the table. Them was some of the best meal. They said, slap that biscuit in Malaska and turn it like this. Woo! That was the best thing going. I mean, some good eating. You ain't had no chicken or nothing there, but that slap it in the Malaska, that little butter, mix it up in there, and just turn it around. Woo! He said, what you say? <laughs> oh, God is good. God is good. I'm just thinking about how God provides. I didn't even think about this again today, but I got to tell it. Sister Glenda, this your boy I'm talking about. It speaks for itself. So like uh, last week, uh, Tuesday night, because I was trying to make the prayer, picked the husband up and the car been doing this thing. And I said, I'm tired of getting out of here in this car and it's hot and I got to jump this thing off and I'm just tired of this. We got to do something. <coughs> well, went on over to Walmart. No, no, it wasn't no blessing to me. I was fussing. I told him I'm going to get KY3. I done put my foot up on it. But anyway, he bought the uh, battery from Walmart. First battery he bought wasn't no good. They replaced the battery, uh, gave him a different one. And they said, so this one here now ain't working right. So we went back because, you know, he said, well, the warranty went back to the last one. Anyway, they say ain't nothing they can do. And I was hot and mad. And I said, what do you mean? I said, you crook? I said, y'all selling stuff. I'm going to get everybody together because I know I ain't the only one you're doing this to. So anyway, I started looking at my husband. Why we go to Walmart anyway getting a battery? They ain't known about no cars. I was good and hot. So I, I, I was praying, and I asked God for favor. I said, God, give me favor. When they wouldn't do nothing with that battery, I said, Lord, I ask you. And I heard in my spirit, it ain't over yet. And I said, okay, we went on a little further. Me and Alicia just riding in the hood. I'm like, you got to do something today. Uh, anyway, Nick dropped in my spirit. I said, go over here. I said, I don't even know where it worked, but Joyce told me where. What I was doing was going to ask him, what is it with these batteries? Now, we done been all around, and what I want somebody to tell me who work with this every day, what's happening with these batteries and whatever. And maybe they have one. You know how somebody come in and put one down or whatever. So the man at his job, Joyce told me where he worked. I said, come in. I said, Nick here? And uh, they said, no, Nick ain't here. He ain't here saying, and they went to talking. That's that, your son with UPS. Mm -hmm. I saw him flying down with UPS. I said, Well, God is so good. He with the <laughs> UPS truck now. Yeah, he only coming here on Sundays, he said. So the boy said, Well, what can I do for you, ma'am? 
I said, I don't know if you can. I said, I just came here to talk to Nick. I want to see. I said, we've been riding around, going to Walmart, and all these things about the battery. So he just went on. He went to look. He, what kind of car? And look it up here. And he said, the system say one thing. And then it was another guy in there. He had a repair shop. And he coming over. He listening to me. He say, I said, well, we really don't have, this ain't the time. You know, for us to be buying no battery, we we can't do that right now. You know, it's kind of short, you know. So uh, the guy said, give up my discount for the uh, his shop. And it just took off like $18. He said, that ain't enough. And so he walked over there and then he said, you say you Nick, he, and the other one said, give a Nick's discount. And the, and the guy said, you can't do that because Nick ain't here. And, 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 so, and so the other boy said, we can't do it, but the manager can. He went over there and talked to the manager and said, this, I told him, I said, well, Nick's mother go to church with me. said, this Nick's auntie. <laughs> Can we get the discount? <laughs> He said, find the battery, find your battery on the internet, find a cheap battery, and uh, uh, price match that battery, and then give Nick's discount. And we come out there with a brand new battery. And little or nothing, by half price of what it would have been. And I'm just saying, because your son, his name, you see what I'm saying? And God put him in my spirit. I wasn't thinking about Nick, I was hot. But God dropped him in my spirit. You see what I'm saying? But he knew what he had for me. And Nick probably don't even know nothing about it today. Because he wasn't even worried. But I praise God because he take care of his own. He take care of his own. He knew what we needed. Now I ain't got to get out the car and come back and jump that thing. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Just give me, just give me a second. Amen. It says when God is walking with you, God wants the best for himself, so he's going to give you the best for you. Because he's with you, and he says when I'm blessing you, and I made this promise to you, you ain't got to worry about that stuff. Because I'm going to tell you where to go, and I'm going to tell you what to do in my family. Because he says, multiply, and don't worry about the people being hungry. Don't worry about it, because I'm going to give you plenty of whatever you need. Praise God one more time. I don't know if I want to stand up here or not. <laughs> and y'all talking about molasses and... Margarine and biscuits. Ooh, my mother's mother. Bless her soul. Thank you, Jesus, for for all, for us, Grandma Hart, and she was six foot even. I love my grandmama. Yes. We used to drive from Centrate to Mount Vernon, Illinois. Yeah. She lived in a corner project. Y'all come on in here eat. Well, uh, uh, well, Grandma, we want to go outside and outside and play. Her favorite word, boy, get in here. <laughs> yes. We can turn around and then there's a spread on the table. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Talking about greens, turnips, mm-hmm. chicken, cornbread. Mm-hmm. Molasses on the table. <laughs> <laughs> Little boy. Of us, margarine, 
Eat what you can. Next morning we stayed up. What do y'all want? I can cook you eggs, you can have you some bread, biscuits and butter and some molasses. I will never forget how she made her biscuits. How she brought the molasses and the butter. But I tell you what, my granddaddy pastor said one thing. When some of the folks in a church that couldn't read or write or whatever it was and God had put the pastor in front of them to put something in their spirit, I sit there at my grandfather's, this was my grandmother's ex-husband, granddaddy Harden. I sit there with him, just like Brother James doing this, just sitting there listening to him. He didn't have much either, but he said, son, this is what I got to tell you. Look out that window. He said, anytime the sun is shining, the leaves are turn up. Any time it's giving the rain and the leaves turn over and you see a little drop come off the little edge of it, it's getting ready to rain. He said, if it turns halfway, it's going to be a bad winter. He said, son, I might not have much, but I'm eating out these cans of green beans. He turns around and says, son, mm, just go over there and get me those crackers and put you some butter on there and some molasses. I said, but granddad, you don't have much. He said, son, listen to me. He said, I may not have much, but I'm blessed. Okay. Now, you said something a while ago. I may not have much, but I'm blessed. And I smothered the car. Yeah, I was over there at least a couple times, ate with y'all. But what'd she say? I may not have much, but I'm blessed. My grandmother Harden said the same thing. She survived six heart attacks and five strokes. The last one took her out. But you know what? Grandma Harden always instilled things in us. Granddaddy Harden did the same thing. I was the only grandson that went over there to go and visit with him and to sit down with him. He, he goes, son, he said, I don't know if I'm going to be right or not. He said, but there's something in you that God's going to do for you. And I said, what's that, granddaddy? He, he go, you're going to be a preacher one day. I said, not me, granddaddy. But he still told me the story. So right before grand, Grandmama Harden passed away, she said the same thing. I said, not me. The elder people that you was raised up under, doesn't matter who they were, they are the ones that helped raise you and help instill things in you. That's why come we are made up in an image, but God has put things in their image to put in us. That's what come whenever, whenever Mr. Glenda said Adam and Eve ate of, uh, ate of that fruit, but Jesus gave the elders the fruit to give to us. Amen. Being obedient to God. I was talking to my sister 
and we were talking about the word, and I, she says, uh, she says, I, I just got to do what he told me to do. I said, well, I'm going to take it a little bit further. I'm afraid not to do what he tells yeah. you to do. <laughs> I'm afraid not to do what he asked me to do or to require me to do. I am literally fearful of not to do. Because now that I know, since he's telling me what I promised you, what I'm going to give you, now you're going to take all this back from me. And I've been walking and eating the biggest grapes there is and drinking and living off the fat of the land. And now you're going to tell me I got to go over here and fend for myself. I don't think so. I don't think so. Because I'm not conditioned. I done got conditioned to walk with God and let him provide and not for me to get over here and got to try to figure this out by myself. No, I fear him. I fear him. I can't do it. I can't do it. I ain't got too old. I can't do it. I can't do it. And I didn't do it too good of a job when I was younger either. Because you were still searching and doing foolish things. So I couldn't do it then and I can't do it now. I got to have him. And I got to have his covering. And I got to have his promise that he's given me. Because I found out that this is good. This side is good. I don't care. That's why I say I'll walk through that pass. But I don't want you flashing too many pictures. I don't want to get, give me that photo out and put it away. I don't want to see too much of that. Because I don't want to visit that zone. I don't want to walk. That's dead. And, and even when Lazarus, they brought him up, told him to ride, they let him keep that old clothes in the cemetery. They didn't even let him bring it with him. So we're going to start you out new. New. And that's why I want to keep that new promise and try to keep it new because he says the grain never did go without. It just kept replenishing and replenishing and replenishing. Just like your mom and them would say. And we do the same thing. And I hear Shani say that too. I got to look and see if this stuff has expired because it's been on the shelf too long. And some things gives a two-year expiration, a three-year expiration. So that means if you went there looking for expiration dates, God been good to you. You've been eating. Now you got to go and check what your overflow looked like. That's exactly what it means. You going in checking to see what the overflow is. He didn't gave you medicine, and you're like, I didn't even take all this. This stuff in there. God here gave you a little bit and took you from there. You sitting there thinking it's been in here two years. I better throw that out if I get the wrong kind. I take the wrong one or I get mixed up. That lets you know God got you. He had you. He took care of you when you start looking back at that stuff. I'd be like, mm-mm. Shawnee said, no, look at that stuff. I'm like, ooh, that's been in here. You know. And it's only good for a certain length of time. So I ain't got no business with it when God's saying he's going to keep replenishing and I can go right back to Walmart and get me another bottle of vanilla. But I'm smarter now on things that I'm learning. I don't have to have the big bottle of everything because I don't use but a little bit of it. Go ahead and get the little bottle. I'm learning that a little bit will go a long way. A little bit will go a long way. And I'm learning that in my life because when somebody, I go and I pick the perfume out and they like, hey, well, it's $50 for 1.5 ounces or 0.5 ounces. I'm thinking... 
Get out of their mind. I'm going to pay this extra $10 and I'm going to get this big bottle. I still got the same big bottles 20 years later and I can't stand the scent of it. And when God said, save your $10, get the point five. And I'm going to let you have four more other scents since you like this brand. It's figuring out. God is promising he's going to bless you. If Calvin Klein is you, then you're going to get Calvin Klein. I'm going to provide Calvin Klein for you because he says, I didn't promise it to you. And if you notice, whatever the designer that you like, you got some of their stuff. You got some of their stuff. God's gave it to you. You sitting in there, you're like, ooh, I always wanted that. Look at that, look at that. that look, ooh, coming home with me today. That's my thing. Ooh, that's, that's coming home with me today. And I'm going to look at the tag again when I get home. God done brought that down. Look at that. But he knew what I like. He knew the design I like. So if he promised me that he's going to give me things that I like and the desires of my heart, if he never give it to me, what we doing here, God? You didn't give me, you didn't give me some of those desires. But he's going to give it to you. But you got to be lined up. You got to be lined up. Will someone read us Leviticus, the 26th chapter, the 14th verse through the 16th? Everything comes with the consequences. So just as sure as God promised you something, he's going to discipline you and tell you what's going to happen if you don't do what he asks you to do. People give you all the good stuff to buy you in. Just come on down here to Walmart. We're giving away Rolex watches. But they ain't telling you you got to buy $100,000 of this product in order to get the coupon to get the Rolex watch. So when God is blessing you, he's promised you some things. He's going to tell you what's going to happen. He ain't going to just lead you in like the devil that shows you some good things and not going to tell you what's going to happen. God is, a, God is the truth. He's going to let you know what's going to happen up front in the middle, and in the end. Because if he's going to be walking with you, he ain't going to set no trap for himself when he's with you. Amen. Starting at 26, you said. The 26th chapter, verse 14 through 16 of Leviticus. Okay. But if you will not listen to me or obey me, but reject my laws, this is what I will do to you. I will punish you with sudden terrors of panic, with tuberculosis, burning fever. Your eyes shall be consumed with, with your life, shall be away. You will sow crops in vain, for your enemies will eat them. I will set my face against you, and you will flee before the attackers. But those who hate you will rule you. You will even run when no one is chasing you. Oh, my God. <laughs> And if you still disobey me, here it is again, if you still disobey me, I will punish you seven times more severely for your sins. I will break you proud power, I will break your proud power and make your heavens of iron and your earth as bronze. Your strength shall be spent in vain, for your land shall not yield any crops, nor your trees, nor your fruit. And if 
if you even then you will not obey me and listen to me, I will send you seven times more plagues because of your sins. I will send wild animals to kill your children and destroy your cattle, reduce your numbers so that your roads will be deserted. Amen. And even if, even if this you will reform you, will not reform you, will but continue to walk against my wishes, then I will walk against your wishes, and I even, I will personally smite you seven times more for your sins. I will not reverence you, breaking your covenant by breaking your war against you. You will flee your cities, and I will send a plague among you there, and you will be conquered by your enemies. I will destroy your food supplies so that no.